they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so distraught. I just got into a fight. And I'm like, oh my God, are you cut? Are you hurt? Let me see. Are you hurt anywhere? Did anything break? And they're like, no, I just mean we had an argument. Yeah, an argument. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, if you don't get that out of my face, this was not a fight. <laughs> Welcome to Too Much, our podcast about, well, whatever. From issues of the world to topics of lesser grandeur, we've got you covered with a little bit too much to say about everything. So let's start the show. Hi, I eat brains for breakfast. My name is Michael. And I'm sitting here in pajamas, Cody. So basic. So basic. (laughs) There's nothing basic about pajamas. You're right. I mean, I do love a good pajama moment. I do like lounging around. Uh, what have you been up to for the past week? Um, nothing. I've just been working, and that's pretty much it. Work and watch YouTube videos. Oh, you've been watching YouTube videos? I remember back in the day, maybe around, I want to say 2009 to 2013, I was obsessed with YouTube. I didn't watch any scripted shows or any reality TV all I did was watch YouTube videos. What have you been watching? I mean, that has obviously ended for me. I'm no longer that interested in other people's channels, but I have a YouTube channel. You should check that out, though. <laughs> I, um, I've i really only been watching, like, Drag Race compilations because they'll upload, like, an hour-long video. So I just those play, and I just let them autoplay, and uh, that's pretty much it. I never really used to watch YouTubers, and I still don't. I used to love, there was this moment in time when YouTubers, like, they owned the world. (laughs) They were everywhere. They had control of everything. They were freaking wealthy. I mean, they still are, I guess. Yeah, but there's only just a few that are really making bank on YouTube. And then you have the others that are just like, we survive, we get by, you know? Yeah. I remember watching some people from the UK because they were so popular and some people from Australia and South Africa and they that the group of them kind of just took over the world. I can remember a few of their names. One is called Alfie and Sam. A few of them moved to LA. They bought they all of them bought mansions. Never heard of them. Some of them got married to each other. I know. I don't see them posting much anymore. Like if I go on one of their uh twitter accounts i'll see like seven million people following them and then they post maybe once a month huh and it's a picture of a cat in a mansion with them like they don't need youtube money anymore i don't know what they've branched off into but that was really cool back in the day they felt like they owned everything they were so creative they were giving good content now it's like i don't see that same level of commitment or innovativeness on youtube anymore you think or maybe i'm just not looking for it yeah maybe you're just not looking for it there's also so many other platforms now i know you have patreon twitch uh only fans <laughs> you have a plethora of places to find content instagram is now that place because when, when this was happening with youtube the videos and everything and it was like this crazy moment Instagram was only known for pictures, and I believe Instagram was very limited with what you with, with what you could do. Yeah, you're basically now just posting pictures and liking and commenting, and that's it. Yeah, now there's all these other places where people can make more money than they can on YouTube. 
once they get like a fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait for that. <laughs> what have you been watching? Oh, you've been watching that. What I have been watching. I was talking to you that I've never watched Black Mirror before. Yeah. I want to start. I haven't started yet. I'll probably start right after I'm done with the series I started last night. Which is? I started watching Fate, Fate the Wix Saga. Oh, and God. if you guys don't know what Wix is, it's like this cartoon from back in the day about fairies. And if you know me personally, you know that I'm obsessed with anything magical. Not like in real life. I don't have a bunch of crystals in my house. I'm not here trying to like cast spells on anyone. <laughs> but I do like to watch things that are fantasy-based. I love witch movies, witch series, anything that has some type of fantasy element to it. I'm into that. And so I've started that. It's really cool. I'm on episode four. I remember when Netflix first put out the promo for it, everyone on Twitter was like, we don't like the cast. You guys are trying to not normalize the cast, but ugly them up. I was like, damn, people on Twitter are so horrible. Because the cartoon has really sexy anime type girls yeah. as the fairies. Yeah. And Netflix has like real looking women. They have a, a real looking black girl with her braids and stuff. A real looking ginger. A real looking girl, other girl that's a little bit on the chubbier side. And they were also upset that one of the Asian characters in the cartoon was now represented by a white woman in the series. Oh, that I'm like, okay, maybe you could have made it a little bit more true to form and have a, a person of Asian descent play that character. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm liking the show. So yeah, you know what I did Starting watch next week. Yeah, I I watch? watched um, Speed for the first time. The movie Speed. Oh, the Sandra Bullock classic. Yes, you mean that Speed? Yeah, <laughs> I've kind of gotten into or like gotten back into like '90s old like early. Sorry, late '90s thrillers, early 2000s thrillers, or like the best. conspiracy they are movies. The best. Yeah, so somebody was like, "Oh, well, you need to watch Speed," because I've never watched Speed. I'm like, "Uh, whatever." Um, and then I was like, "Okay, whatever. I have the time. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't really like movies that much." And uh, I loved it. It was so good. I mean, I I love Sandra Bullock, but I was like, "This is actually a great movie." I was on the edge of my seat. It's really good. She did she win something for that? I think she was nominated for something for that. I don't know if she won an award, but that was one of her better works, bodies of work mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely one of her most famous and iconic. Yeah, and you know when I think of Sandra Bullock, I really don't think of Speed, but I I watched it once when I was really young. I remember it was good. I probably need to rewatch it, but when I think of Sandy, I think of her later work. Like <laughs> Miss Congeniality because it's so iconic, you know. I think it's our age uh, group. I think of Miss Congeniality too. Yeah, I think it, just because it's probably the first Sandra Bullock movie I ever saw. I think that was one of the first ones I've ever seen as well. And I think of Blindside because her performance in that kind of made me cry. Oh yeah, Blindside. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, this is so emotionally fulfilling. <laughs> it's just like I love this movie. She embodied the character so well. Yeah, it was She's another an good actress. one. Yeah. But yeah, that's all we've been watching. Um Okay, guys, time for weird shit happening in the world today. So there was a man in Chicago who 
lived in the Chicago airport for three months undetected. Apparently, he was what? scared to go home because of COVID. And he thought being in an airport for months would be safer than his own house. Yeah, I guess so. He was just, I think he was like behind the scenes. Like, I don't think he was waiting in in the lobby. I think he was just like sleeping somewhere in a back room. But that is ridiculous. How would he eat, shower, clean himself? Like, you're a bigger COVID risk at this point than anyone else. You think so? I just think it's weird. I don't even like being in airports for long periods of time. Whenever I book a flight, I'm always trying to get a straight flight. Or if there has to be a layover, I want it to be the shortest layover of life. I do not want to be in an airport longer than I need to be. Oh, it's the same. Absolutely. International flights, please be at the airport three hours before. I'm like, bitch, I'll be there an hour and a half before because I'm still getting on that plane. (laughs) I just don't want to be there for long. Yeah, same. Airports are like crap. I don't know. I guess he must have been flying when COVID hit because it says he's from California. Okay. And he was in Denver Airport, you said? No, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. And I know Chicago has like a huge airport that has a lot of like connections. But yeah, I guess um, a couple airline employees went up to him and and asked for his ID. And he showed them an ID (laughs) that wasn't him. Um, that have been oh, reported so missing he... like months ago. This is ridiculous. The story is getting weirder and weirder because you're hiding out in the airport because you are afraid of COVID. That makes no sense. But then you have someone else's ID that was that you stole. Yeah, I feel like he's mentally ill. Well, like, obviously he has, has to be mentally ill to do something like that. But yeah, I guess he he stole someone's pass so that he could go live in a restricted area of the airport. For three months, undetected. October 19th to January 16th. Undetected. Wow. He has no criminal background. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's on something. Hope he figures it out. He's due back in court in a couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a story for you. Do we, you know, um, what the hell is her name? Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks, yes. All right, everyone knows Azalea Banks. There was a video going around. Like, she is known to be pretty controversial. She is not, like, that meek and mild. She's not a Selena Gomez. Let's just say that. She's not unproblematic. (laughs) Uh, She had a video of herself digging up her dead cat and boiling it. And so the internet went off, and they were like, oh, my God, is Azalea Banks out here eating cats? What the hell? what the actual F is going on. But she did an interview and she's like, no, I was just like doing taxidermy. Really? Uh, my cat. Yeah. She's like, she got her cat when she was like 18. She didn't really know how to care for a cat properly. So she was just buying kibbles for the cat. And she's like, as long as I get feed him kibbles and he has, he potties and the, the whatever, he should be fine. But over the years, the cat got sick and, develop kidney problems because the cats need actual meat you can't just feed your cat store-bought kibbles and that's it they need meat and she did surgeries on the cat the cat was doing better and after the surgery the cat lived for like four more years but then 
the cat was still dying and she was like, I don't want to bring my cat to a vet to put him down. It's inhumane. So she let the cat die peacefully at home, which I'm like, if they have kidney problems, they're in a lot of pain. So staying at home with the cat, I don't think the cat died peacefully. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. But she didn't like the idea of going to the vet and then having the cat incinerated afterwards. I'm like, you could have had the vet put him down and still do buried the cat's body yeah the vet didn't have to burn it but the thing is she still but, dug it up so she had buried it and then later decided she wanted to taxidermy it i think that was her decision from the get-go to taxidermy it so this is she says this is the process i have not vetted this process myself i don't care that much <laughs> i'm just giving you the facts of what she said she's like this is the process you bury it for a minute so that like all the you know the fluids and the flesh can like rot off mostly so it was buried for like three months and she dug it up so now all that should be left is like mostly bone and skin you know so it's not it's easier to get to the bone and she boiled it she cut off this the skin and the hairs and everything so it's down to the bone this is gross and i know i'm like i could not do this i could not do this a freaking dead cat <laughs> no way uh she did that then there was some other process where she had to like dip the bones in peroxide or something and coat it with something to preserve it and yeah that's what she did to her cat and she says she's gonna use I don't remember what it's called, but it's like literally the two jawbones of the cat uh -huh. to make earrings out of it. She's like, yeah, I, she took it up in because she was on like a Zoom interview. She's like, this is the, the jawbones of my cat and I'm going to dip them in acrylic and make an earring. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's fierce work. Oh, man. And that's not even the most bizarre part of the thing. She's like, uh, yeah, and I love bones. Bones is like a thing that I do. And here, I have this actual skull of a six-year-old girl who died from blunt trauma to the head. What? What indeed? She bought online a real live freaking purse. Well, it's like... The person's dead, obviously, but this is what was an actual person. This is a real fossil. This is a real skull. It's not like plastic. She bought it online. She's like, yeah, this is something you can do. I bought it. And people who, you know, they choose to be organ donors. It's not just your organs that people harvest. They take your organs and they give it to people who need it to save lives, but they also use your bones and other parts of your body for research and for like schools and stuff like that. So she's like, this is a real thing. People buy bones all the time. Yeah, for weird people. research purposes. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm thinking the only pe people who really need to have bones is like a professor of archaeology or someone in the medical field. Like, yeah, get those donor, the, the organ donors' bones so you can, like, teach kids in class how to do something with it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But just a random person at home? 
Yeah, she probably bought it on like the black market. I would think if you're a researcher or something like that, you probably need to show some sort of permit to be able to buy yeah, those like, sort of have items. Yeah, like a license to be doing that. Yeah, so for her to just buy a skull is probably on a sketchy website where who knows know. where these skulls she, came I, from. She mentioned, the well, I mean, she knows that it's the skull of a six-year-old girl. And you can see, she turned the skull around, you can see the crack, like, the girl died of blunt force trauma to the head. She was like, I got this on something like bone.com, I don't remember exactly what she said. But I'm like, wow, uh, this is not something that I'm used to. <laughs> That's so messed up. She yeah, is messed up. So Do you remember when she was, she was also a few years ago on video, like, uh, slaughtering a chicken, sacrificing a chicken in, like, her house? Oh, I don't remember seeing that. She's like recording. Oh, this is I'm cleaning out my chicken slaughter room. So she had a room dedicated to chickens. I mean, not a room, but it was like it was like a pantry or whatever. And she was like, oh, yeah, cleaning it out because obviously you slaughter things in it. I wonder, maybe it's not like a slaughter for sacrifice, but more like slaughter to eat, like cook it. She made it seem like it was sacrificial. And even then, like who wants to go out and kill their own chicken in their nice home? She you, don't, does. you don't kill a chicken inside. If, like I've been around farms for most of my young, my childhood life, and I know a lot of people who would kill chickens. And you don't do that inside your house. You don't put that in a room in your house. That stinks. You don't want that to like linger. Not you if you're that Zillia outside. Banks. Oh my god! The other day, do you see her like dancing crazy with a machete? Ah uh, yes, I think it's old video, but yeah. Well, it was around the same time she was, like, watching videos of a bunch of rap artists, and she was like, oh, um, Megan Thee Stallion, you're a fat bitch. Oh, my God, girl, you need to lose some weight. And she was just going off on everybody she saw. Yeah, she. well, she has mental problems. That's for sure. We know that for years. That's why I feel kind of bad for her. Because the thing is, she did, she made good music. She just yeah, has she, mental issues I, that she needs to deal with. I never used to listen to her, but when I did listen to her, I was like, oh, I like your songs. They are fun. But yeah, she needs help. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, do you remember um, back in the summer, TikTok apologized to their black creators? Because you know how black creators on TikTok are always saying that their their videos get like no support. They're always like buried. Well, I'm still experiencing that. Okay, you just started, your account has like six videos. But all I'm saying is when I post things, like it goes nowhere. And I'm like, I see the same stuff coming on my For You page every day. Like literally the same people, the same content. And my con I've never seen my content on the For You page. Well. No matter how I tag it. TikTok has launched a program to support black creatives. So they're going to pick like a hundred black creators, um, music artists, and things like that and they're going to like push them to the masses after all these black creators on tiktok said that that tiktok's treating them like trash which i'm like this I is great hate... yeah what they're doing is good now but i hate that we always have to be like why are we not being treated the same here on these platforms for them to be like oh they're you're right we our algorithm is trash and it's really like you know, filtering you out. Why is it that you they never have the foresight to say what we're really pushing out to everyone is kind of the same thing. 
and there's so many different things here. Because they're doing if it on purpose. Everything, exactly. That's why I'm like, they're trash. Because you cannot tell me you don't notice that all of the content you're putting out to, to be seen by billions of people, it's the same little white girls and white boys standing there doing nothing, dancing without rhythm. No offense, y'all, but it's what I see. And then you have beautiful uh, black people doing actual stuff and like creating dance moves. The person who came up with the Savage Dance remix, dance thing, was a little black girl. Like, is she getting her shine? I don't see her on my freaking For You page. You have a, a lot of talented people. I see a lot of like First Nation people coming and doing their native dance and their beautiful outfits. And I, are they getting enough of a, a platform to showcase this to the world? Are you putting them on the For You page? Why do we have to complain first? Because they did it on purpose. But my For You page is all black. There's no white people on my For You page, surprisingly. But um, I guess it depends now, because it is, is an algorithm after all. So whatever you like is what they're kind of showing you now, probably. Yeah. But I, I rarely like anything, because so, I don't go on TikTok very often. Well, that's probably why so you're getting I... a bunch of white people, because you don't interact with any content. What I do like, though, it is black, but I don't like a lot of stuff. But I still see white boys that are gay fishing, just standing around in front of their cameras, rubbing their freaking hand middles, showing their torso. Hand middles. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. Palms. That's a Caribbean way of saying palms. You unmiggle. <laughs> That's so funny. I love your hands. Okay. Yeah. We do talk like that. I have a story. This woman in Australia, mm-hmm. now this is wild to me because this is happening during COVID. So I'm like just scared. <laughs> An Australian mother of three says she discovered a stranger had been living in her roof for several weeks after her security alarm was dis- damaged and objects were being moved in her home. <laughs> he was moving so objects. <laughs> I know. I'm like, if you're trying to squat in the ceiling, like at least put stuff back where you found it. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. S- Snooping 101. If you move it, put it back where you got it from. This man was in her seat, in her roof, living for weeks. She only found out after it's like, because her alarm or alarm system went down, and she's like, oh, whatever. She she kept seeing little things being moved here and there. And then what really freaked her out is she went to the doctor and came home. And there was like chicken nuggets made in the kitchen. The back door was open. Stuff were moved around. And then the door to the attic was open as well. She's like, okay, he probably didn't expect me home this early. So she called the police and they came, they removed him. But what how wild. Hell? How wild Can you imagine? How did he get in is the question. Did he get in from outside or did he just like break into their house one day and go start living upstairs? Probably. I don't know. I mean, he could have just come in through the back door or a window because her alarm system was disabled or damaged. Yeah, that's what I mean. He probably was the one who damaged it. Yeah, I definitely think he broke in and just said, well, this is a nice home and they got food. So let me just go upstairs and see what's in the attic to make it my own. 
<laughs> wow, that would be so. Uh, it's like invasion of privacy. Like if when I found out someone was living upstairs, I'd be like, "Damn, all these months I they've just be been scared. up there." Well, I'm living like, my life, and I don't even know. Wow. You could have been in the shower doing your business, and he could have just come downstairs, walked around, got a PB&J, went back up. There's so many moments like, where he could have killed you. Every night while you're sleeping, he could have killed you. Every night when you were sleeping, he could have killed you and your three kids. Ooh. That is crazy. I would... I don't know if I would be comfortable living without, like someone who I felt protected by after that. I would always be on edge, on guard, just walking around, checking doors, opening the attic with a flashlight, like, is anyone here? Yeah. If I heard a noise outside, I'd be freaked out because I just don't know how I'd cope. Time to get that alarm system back up and running. That's for sure. Hmm. That is for sure. Do you have any more stories? No. Well, I have one. Now... Have you ever watched this movie? It's a movie back in the day. It's a LGBTQIA plus two movie. So no. <laughs> it. <laughs> so no. <laughs> it's called Call Me By Your Name. Oh, you said it's from back in the day. Call Me By Your Name is not a new movie. I watched this like maybe 10 years ago. What movie is this? So this is a, I think it's a French movie. I want to say French, but I feel like it's something in Europe, somewhere in Europe. It's based. Uh, what one of the characters, the main characters, is like a sixteen-year-old boy or seventeen-year-old boy. The other one is a grown-ass man, and they have this summer fling. Like you know, coming-of-age movie, but not with your own age group. <laughs> it's like a little pedophile. Feeling. yeah i see uh, i well i mean i guess they remade it i watched it oh i watched the american one. Oh, when they're spoken i mean i think there were like a little bit of english here and there but it was i remember there i remember there being subtitles because some of what they spoke was not english hmm. but anyways the main actor army hammer the, the older guy not the young one army hammer and yes if the name sounds Hmm. Arm and Hammer? Army Hammer? There is correlation. He is like the heir to the Arm and Hammer fortune. Is he actually? Yeah, he is. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, like that's his family right there. So he didn't even need to go into acting, <laughs> you know? It's like, do you not have enough money? So wait, 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 wait. Let's rewind for a second. Army Hammer was in this movie? Yeah. So it's not old movie then? It's old to me. It came out in 2017. Oh my god, no. This is a remake. Oh, this is a remake. So that he has to be the remake. Then he wasn't in the version that you saw. No, he wasn't in the version I saw. Okay. That keep, makes sense. Keep going. Uh, I, I could have sworn he was in the first one. Because I'm like, okay. <laughs> Look at me telling my story wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was in the remake. I haven't seen the remake. Now I want to see it because the story is so wild about him. So this has nothing to do with the movie itself. I'm just trying to like set the pace so you guys know where, who he is and like his background. He has a movie coming out. Well, they're about to film a movie soon with Jennifer Lopez called, um, ooh, I have the name. I have the name. Uh, Shotgun Wedding. Yes. He's about to film a movie with Jennifer Lopez called Shotgun Wedding. But that's on, he's 
backed out of that project for now. And this is why. People online are presenting screenshots and receipts of him pretty much saying that he's a cannibal. I heard about this. Yeah. A little bit. I didn't really read into so, it because I'm like, what the hell? But I, I heard it just like blew up all of a sudden. There's this uh, there's this crazy Instagram account called uh, De Moi, and they post like mm-hmm. tea about celebrities. And I guess somebody came to them with this story and it's just blown up in the past whatever week, I guess. Yeah, about a week now. It's crazy. I mean... There's screenshots of him talking about eating people, and it's just, he's like a domineering man. He likes bondage shit and a bunch of freaking stuff, but it's not credible, because screenshots can be fabricated, you know? Yeah. And so he's denied all of it, Uh, but some of the messages were to the, you know, to, to, to the tune of... Uh, would you be okay with me like cutting off your finger and walking around with it in my pocket or something so I can always have a piece of you with me? <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Uh... Then he would say stuff like, oh, I want to bite you. And it's like, okay, if you're like doing sexy talk, quote unquote, with someone, they might say something like that, but you don't expect them to be like, I want to like bite into you. Yeah. Uh, so he's denying everything and he backed out of the movie with Jennifer Lopez because of the whole, you know, scandal. And he said he needed to spend time with his wife. But now there's been reports as of like, yeah, I was going to say, aren't him and his wife a day ago, they're separated. Yeah. So he's separating with his wife because of all of this. And his ex-girlfriend claims that he carved the letter A into her body. Woo. Yes. So it's crazy the reports coming out. He said like they had a really like weird relationship and he would always he said she stabbed him once. So these are like, all things that support the story, basically. It's exactly. like they're, they're kind of like, well, I mean, stabbing is a pretty big deal, but carving the A is like not cam- cannibalism, but it's like, I'm sure he treats Close his enough, girlfriend bitch. better than <laughs> the, you know, the girls that he just is with for sex. So it kind of sounds like some strong supporting evidence. You know what it reminds me of? American Psycho. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, just like finding beautiful women and like killing them, like cutting them up. And he, at one point, American Psycho was eating them. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, so that's what he reminds me of. It's just wild to me that someone this rich and powerful would be involved in something so sadistic. But then again, when you're rich and powerful and you can have anything you want, you sometimes get bored by the mundane and you get intrigued by things a little bit wilder and stranger i mean yeah that's why people say rich people hunt people for fun (laughs) because they got nothing else they can do anything they want and they're bored yeah but yeah army hammer is not uh has no relation to arm and hammer 
Are you kidding me? I just looked it up. I read that. Okay, so I'm out here spreading Foz information. Well, that's what the Wikipedia say, page says. It's like they um, It's like people asked about it so much that his grandfather actually considered buying the company. They do have a wildly uh, rich company, but it's oil. I literally, um, I know they have oil in it, like they have oil in their portfolio, but I did read the article that says he is related to the Arm & Hammer um, fortune and they have money in oil. Okay, so we're getting conflicting information here. Back to the Army Hammer story and his background. I read a, a article that said they have connections to the Arm & Hammer fortune and they have a lot of money in oil as well. You but know what? I think reports are saying that Sorry, what? I'm still reading about it. I think they do have a little bit of a connection. Okay, because some reports are saying they don't and they only have money in oil, but either way, he is a rich MFR. Oh, absolutely. So it says Army Hammer's grandfather's name is Armand Hammer. I guess they name all the kids like similar names. Anyways, the Armand Hammer brand was used 31 years before that guy was born. And he gets he got asked about like whether he owns that company so much that he actually attempted to buy the company, but was unsuccessful. But then in 1986, he bought some stock in the company, which allowed him to join the board of directors. So he remained one of the owners until he was until his death in 1990. So the family has some oh, okay. connection to the so Arm and Hammer baking soda company, but they did have a lot of stake in it. Yes, at one time. At I don't point. know if they still do, but yeah, I, uh, there's a connection. Okay, work. So you guys have been listening to the podcast. Thank you. But if the Too Much Podcast isn't enough, there's a whole lot more content on Michael's YouTube. Yeah, I post like every single week and I have literally too much going on over there. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and please drop a comment and tell us what you thought or what you'd like to see Michael do next. Bye. Oh, no. Back to the show. All right, so today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about fights because... Everyone knows that Michael has a signature aggressive personality, and so he thought this topic was a perfect topic to drone on about for 30 to 40 minutes. Michael, have you ever been in a fight? A physical art altercation? First of all, I've had this conversation with people before, not calling their names, that calling people aggressive without merit is very damaging but anyways uh, that's why we don't do physical. it without merit people i would consider you to be aggressive but i don't go around broadcasting that <laughs> me aggressive okay so have you ever been in a physical fight uh yes i have what was it why uh i was being bullied and attacked and i had to defend myself mm. was has every fight that you've been in um been initiated so, by the yeah. other person you'd like to yeah. think so i would like to think my memory has served me well and that is what i recall okay so i'm not going out of my way to start a fight like i don't my you see how i obsess them with my face <laughs> i'm not trying to go and have people mess that up but, okay so the times you've been in a physical thing who threw the first punch 
the aggressor. Okay. I don't know. They could have said something and then you responded with. Uh, oh no! Action. I have a sharp tongue, so I if it's up to me, I will cut you down with my words. Can you attest? <laughs> yeah, you're mean. If that's what you're asking, I attest that's what I'm to saying. it. I don't need to physically punch you or whatever if you say something that aggravates me. If you say something that's like pissing me off, I'll get up underneath your nails and your skin with whatever's on. Like, I can do that with my mouth. I don't need to hit someone. But I have had to defend myself physically before. Growing up, kids are mean, kids are trash. They say things, they do things, and they don't understand the ramifications or they feel like they need to do something to prove it. Kids to me are like animals in the wild. You have to assert dominance to be taken seriously or be feared to feel that level of respect. And I've noticed that with kids growing up. And so they would, I was a short kid. I didn't get taller until around, I want to say 15, 16, I started getting a little taller. Like for most of my teenage years, I was very short. So they'd be like, okay, there's a shorter person than me in their mind thinking I might be able to physically dominate him to assert dominance. And so that everyone else around observing will see me as a stronger person yeah, and respect me for that. And so I have been on the receiving end of that ignorance. And because of the person I am, I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. So when you come for it, I'm going to give it to you. And that's what had happened. What about you? Have you ever been in a physical altercation? No, I've never been in a physical fight. Of course not. I I can't. Oh, shut up. Of course not. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have to initiate. You know you don't have to initiate. You could have easily grown up in a situation where at school, you just had bullies that liked to pick on you because you were sc- scrawny. They'll just push you around and punch you up. Like You probably didn't have to fight back, but you were in a fight. I remember hit. I remember being bullied when I was super super young like I want to say uh grade like grade 1 and I just wow, vaguely re- That's really young to be bullying someone. <laughs> I know I just vaguely remember being bullied by like some older kids um at that point but I was too wow. I was too young to like fight back so I just remember being like pushed around and that's really it. Like my whole. So you've been in fights. Childhood. You've just gotten beat up. That's it. Yeah, I guess I have been in a fight. Wow, <laughs> I swear you're the same every time. <laughs> I mean, I was like, no, I've never. I've. Ne- it's never happened to me. And then all of a sudden, you remember a story back in your past, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess that did happen, huh? I mean, yeah, like sure. If you want to call story it, a, of your if life. you want to call it a fight, I wouldn't call it a fight. I. It was just like some bullying, like just some playground, like push you around, call you some names, and that's it. Oh, You know their addresses now? Let's go kick their asses. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I was in grade one. I don't know their names. I don't even think I knew their names when it was happening because they weren't the same age as me. But, like, when you're Just in grade one... third graders, like, let's go beat up some first Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're in grade one, you have the same recess till like, the grade sixes, I think, or something like that. Um, yeah wild how about like um because a fight let's define a fight first 
uh, we can. You do you want to give them like a textbook definition of a fight, or just your personal definition of a fight? You can give them the textbook. My, I don't know what my personal definition is. My my personal definition is a fight is anything that, any altercation between another person that gets heated, I guess. But hold on, I'm going to Google it. I wish I had my Alexa near me. Fight. Okay, take part in a violent struggle involving the exchange of physical blows. Ooh, okay. <laughs> physical blows or the use of weapons. You know what's funny? That was mostly my definition of a fight growing up. Like, where I'm from, it's like fights are like fist fights or somebody getting physically harmed in that, you know, situation. But as I got older and I became a little more westernized and like see how North Americans operate, they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so distraught. I just got into a fight. And I'm like, oh my God, are you cut? Are you hurt? Let me see. Are you hurt anywhere? Did anything break? And they're like, no, I just mean we had an argument. Yeah, an argument. (laughs) And I'm like, bitch, if you don't get out of my face, this was not a fight. (laughs) Did anybody get knocked out? I think the fuck not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's why my my definition of a fight personally has like changed a little bit to like just any altercation basically is a fight to me these days. Uh just because of how North Americans approach the term fight. Yeah. I I mean I don't think people really fight as often like physically. Now it's just like the things you say back and forth to each other. But I don't know. I don't really like argue with anyone outside of like the person that I'm dating usually. So I'm not going to. So you have been in arguments. Physically assault them. Not yet. You do have a mean streak. Uh, So have you been in arguments? (laughs) Yeah, I've been in plenty of arguments. So you've been in some some type of fight then. Let's because we're using this north american type of explanation for fights any type of altercation that is like physical or verbal yeah but barely what is like the worst fight you can recall without giving too much details the worst fight i don't know like i said it's usually the person i'm dating yeah, but, like, how bad was it? Did it come to the point where y'all talked about each other's mamas? Or, like, what? No, because I'm How not, bad did it get? I'm not, like... I'm not a mean person, so I don't really... I don't say mean stuff when I fight with people. Okay, um, I'm sorry, but I cannot confirm that statement is true. Well, whatever. But moving on. I don't really say, I don't really say mean stuff, so usually fights don't, um... They don't last very long. The ones that last long are because there's like a, a period of silence. You know, that's what I don't like. Um, with like a... It, you know what? It depends. So for me, it depends on who you are to me and the level of intimacy we have in our relationship. If you're a friend and it depends on what you do, I might like give you time before I inter- engage because I hate fighting. I don't like to have altercations physically or verbally because I know if I'm angry enough, I will say anything to you. (laughs) I will 
tell you whatever comes to my mind, whether I mean it or not. In the moment, my exactly. aim is... T- oh, I'm not saying that I- I'm here telling the people what the tea is. There's no shame in my game. Uh, if we're in a physical altercation and I am to the point where I am just like so mad that I cannot even see you anymore, you look fuzzy and all I see is red like a freaking bull on in Spain running through the streets... At that point, my goal is to hurt. It is to make sure that I am inflicting emotional pain. So you're a fighter. I mean... Yes, you are a fighter. (laughs) See, when I fight with people, it's like... I know there's a lot of people out there who are just like you, who are like, if they're in a fight, if they're mad, they'll just say anything to hurt the other person. It doesn't have to do with this situation. It doesn't have to like even be rational based on like what you're actually arguing over they'll just say some wild shit just to like hurt somebody and i'm not like that and i feel like if you're going to be like that then it's just best to not talk so like a lot of times if i'm in if i'm in a fight or an argument and things aren't getting resolved quickly i'll just leave it like come back to me when you've cooled down and it's like there's some perspective on the situation because maybe you just need to like sit on it for a while and think about if it's really worth saying mean things over or if you can just calm down and and get some yeah but i mean that's pretty much how i am because i have not been in a verbal altercation like a real fight with anyone verbally in years and that's mainly because it takes so much energy to be that mad so much energy and i don't like it so if someone says something to me that i really don't like or i'm having a hard time dealing with i will remove myself i am notorious for removing myself from situations i'm not engaging because i'm a very soft speaker most times i'm talking on the podcast or on my youtube channel i have to be reminded by some people like talk up nobody can hear you so i'm getting into the mode of like projecting a lot for this show but in real life i talk really softly to the point if i'm really comfortable i start whispering and i don't realize i'm sitting across the room from you whispering to you expecting you to hear me and then you're like what no one i can't hear you then i'm oh sorry i got really comfortable and then my inside voice just i was using that but if i'm getting really upset i will disengage and walk away yeah but you said you just said you don't like silence I'm not done talking yet. <laughs> like, give me a second. <laughs> if I'm really upset, I will disengage and walk away. Because I don't want to get to the point where I explode. Now, for the don't like silence part, it's more of if there is a issue at hand that we need to discuss or deal with. I would like to just talk about it as soon as possible so that we can move forward. But once talking about it, if I realize that it's not productive because we're both just like in a very stubborn place and what the other person is really mad and like going low and like I'm really mad and I'm about to get lower, I'm like, all right, this is where we should stop it. But the not liking silence part has nothing to do with a fight. It's like, I don't want us to carry animosity, so let's deal with this now and then be done with it. 
I remember having a conversation, not a conversation, this was like kind of an argument with someone and they were calling me names during the argument. And I was like, you're, you're calling me names right now and I don't appreciate it. And they kept saying these things. And I was like, okay, I know you're mad, but the more you do this, it's like, it's getting to me. And I just, I'm about to like snap on you. I don't want to snap on you. And I just had to stop that conversation. A, a really great friend of mine, she was pregnant years ago and she was hormonal and she was just going in. I'm like, I don't want to have this argument with you. Why are we fighting right now? And she was saying the foulest things. And I knew in that moment, if I responded to this pregnant girl, it would have been done. But at the same time, I knew it was done because I'm like, I don't care <clears throat> after you drop this baby, you come back to apologize. I don't want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> I made that decision right away. I'm like, what you're saying to me is disgusting. And I'm not going to respond because if I respond, then after I know I'm severing this tie, like right now in this moment, I know I want nothing to do with you ever again. But I'm going to sever this relationship with you being the asshole who said all those nasty things. I'm not going to be severing it today knowing that we both engaged in this foolishness. Have you ever... And that was that. Have you ever gotten into a huge fight over something, like a stupid reason? Um... That... that my friends all the time. Yeah, but that kind <laughs> of, like, lasted. Like, I, I told you the story of, like, when me and a friend were waiting for, like, a clothing drop, and I got into the clothing drop and was able to buy a few items, and I think mm -hmm. they, like, bought one or something like that. And then they yeah. started this whole fight about, like, why didn't you ask me what size I wanted? You could have got me something, blah, 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 blah. And I said, listen, I got some, like, there was no time to check for sizes. I got some things that aren't even my size. Like, maybe you can buy one of the things that I got off of me um, right. if you want something. If it fits you, sure. Yeah. And he was like, I can't believe you didn't ask, blah, blah, blah. You didn't even think of me. You got in there and you got all these things. And anyways, that that fight basically ended our friendship. We weren't friends for a super long time. But that incident, I was like, you just literally flew off the hinges about a clothing pre-sale. And I even offered to just like, oh, yeah, buy it. Like, I'm not attached to it. Just come buy something. No big deal. You can have one of my things. I bought multiple things. And yeah, yeah that whole fight, now we don't talk. I never get why people are so mad about things. I remember at one point I saw you with something. I was like, this is really nice. And I never got to buy it. Can I buy it from you? You didn't want to sell it to me, which was like, <laughs> okay. Okay, girl. I'm giving you money, but you don't want it. <laughs> because I know you. But, you could just borrow it. Yeah, but I would not get mad over that. Who are you to get mad at someone for not buying you clothes? I, I told you that I, I knew someone like a few years ago. And whenever I bought clothes, because I, I love to shop, I like to shop, it makes me feel nice. <laughs> whenever I buy clothes, they'll be like, so did you get me anything? I'm like, uh, I'm not your mama. What the, why would I do that? Yeah. Why and, would you And do the that? thing is, I did get them stuff. Like if I bought stuff, I would like, this is not really my style. I know that's their style. And I would get them like a shirt or something. But it wasn't enough. Because they would, because you know, you've seen my shopping builds before. Whenever I buy things, I buy in bulk, and I'll buy like 10, 12 items at once. Because who has time to go pick out one shirt here, one pants there? Like that's annoying. 
so they'd be like, oh, so you got like 12 items and I just got a shirt. I'm like, but the shopping was for me, though. And it was with my money, though. Yeah, why would you and even get them a shirt? Hard, though. That's the thing. Because they, do I'm they get you things when they I, go shopping? I have never seen them shop in the entire time that I've known them. Well, then they shouldn't expect anything from you. But yeah, that was just a weird situation. Um, who, what's your favorite celebrity fight? Or like social, social media fight, um, reality TV fight? Do you have one? Favorite of all time? Um, yeah. I don't know. But I would, I think that two reality shows that have provided great fights are The Real Housewives of Atlanta and oh. Bad Girls Club. Oh my god. You know what's funny? I didn't even think of Bad Girls Club. They were not even on my radar. I forgot all about them. The OGs. Side note, Natalie Nunn. Yeah. Remember her? She's going to do a celebrity boxing match with some girl from Love & Hip Hop. Wow. The chin, back okay. again. <laughs> Not the chin. The chin I love back that. Again. She is Natalie a Nunn. Mess. I run LA. I, I know. I run LA. <laughs> like, what part of LA? Like, under the freeway? Yeah. No one knows <laughs> you or cares. Oh my God. God. Yeah. They've I, had I don't some like saying this, but she's, she's not a very particularly. Uh, what would you say? Consumer friendly beauty. <laughs> oh my god! We don't need to talk about her looks. We're talking about fights. But she she thinks she is the bee's knees. Like she talks Good down to everybody. It's so weird to me. I do love Bad Girls Club Club fights. There was a fight on Bad Girls Club that I was like, this is not even fair. You remember Red? Yeah. She was like fighting um, the little blonde girl or something. I was like, Red, you you can't fight her. Oh yeah, Jada, I think her name was when she didn't want to like mess around with her. Basically, <laughs> I think so. Yes, Red wanted to cuddle, and she's like, I don't want to cuddle with you. Yeah, and she got mad and beat her up. Red kind of reminds imagine? me of Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Yeah, they well, what because you're fat? No, just is that like what you're saying? The hair and stuff. <laughs> I just can't imagine someone being like, Michael, I want to cuddle. And I'm like, no. And then they beat my ass. <laughs> I think my favorite fight on Bad Girls Club was um, when they put Bleach in Stassi's uh, contact lens tray thing. And then they put um, Pepper in her juice. And No, they... no, no. That was it. That... I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was her. I don't remember that part. That was Tanisha. Tanisha. Oh, yeah, no, when Stassi, when they put bleach in Stassi's um, things and she noticed it, because you can smell bleach. And then I mean, she, bleach is strong. Yeah. That's evil. What if she was like one of those, what if she was drunk and not paying attention and just put it in her eye? That yeah. could have blinded her. Yeah. And then they, and then Stassi went out and she's like, who put bleach in my contacts? They're like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And she knew it was them. And then she just started beating on them. I know, like, I I would be really upset about that. I don't know how I would react. I think that was my favorite fight on Battle Club, just because I like, I love Stassi. That was one of my favorite characters. Characters, Stassi people. Stassi is great. <laughs> I, you know, I love that, that season with the Claremont twins. That was so oh, funny God. to me. They were a little annoying, but it was a really hilarious Yeah, that uh, was in season. the show's later, later years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I... What, what were you saying? 
Oh, I was going to say, um, obviously, Nini Leaks has been a part of lots of um, legendary fights. Iconic fights. I was thinking of um, the, the season that she was on The Apprentice. Ooh, telling, I'm not. Telling what's her name? Um, Latoya Star Jackson. Jones. Like oh, calling her Casper. Casper. Oh, God. I, I also think of um, from The Real Housewives, I will always laugh at it every time it comes up on my timeline. When, um, what's her name? The one who's not on the show anymore because she lied. Bethany? Uh, oh. Ooh. She lied. She lied about Candy. Phaedra. Phaedra Parks. Yes, when Phaedra told Kenya that her sperm donor was probably a child molester and needed $5 yes. for a pizza, I holler every time I see it. Phaedra has the most legendary reads. That was probably so the, one of the meanest things I've ever seen on that show. And the way everyone just... The editors did a <gasps> fabulous job. The way everyone just sits there after it happens, and then Candy's over in the corner, like trying not to laugh. Oh my god! And Kenya's trying not to cry, and Nini's just like, mm, "That part, mm, I didn't say it, but I don't disagree." Oh man! Reality TV has like made the the fight entertainment, like a non physical fight entertainment. Of course, it is entertainment. Like just. It, it's funny. It's just really funny. And it's like shady. And it. I remember uh, Nini fighting with uh, Kim Zoltiak. Where is your scooter? Where is your scooter? <laughs> Close your le- legs to married man, bitch. Oh, trash man. box. Trash box. That was another. What, do you remember when. Um, oh my God. I'm so bad with names. Marlo. When Marlo came into the reunion. And was like, uh, oh, Kim, you know, like, I hate that we fight because you and I are so similar. And then she's like, actually, we're not. I would never sleep with a marriage. <laughs> that was another I'm legendary like, and that's And that's a read because Marlo will sleep with whoever she needs to for a check. And she's like, but I would never do a married man. It's just like she had <laughs> she had the read pre-written, but she still delivered it so well. Oh, I feel like man. a lot of them are pre-written reads. Oh, for they sure. They probably have some gay guys doing their hair, like, telling them what to say. And they're like, ooh, girl, I love that. Write it down. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Then they go on set to say it. <sighs> I One of my favorite fights on, like, screen is between Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez in Monster-in-Law. Oh, that was such a good movie. Such a fun movie. That That slapping scene, I'm like... Ouch. <laughs> That's quite possibly my favorite Jennifer Lopez movie she's ever done. Same. I love that. Monster in Law is one of my favorites. And I also love Made in Manhattan. Like, she made a lot of the same type of rom coms back in the early 2000s. Yeah, but for some reason, th- these cheesy movies, the, the for- formula it was uh, so good, I could sit and watch them for hours. Do you remember when Beyonce and Ali Larda, uh, Larder um, fought at the end of Obsessed? Ooh, God, that, was that movie fight. was so horrible. That was a good fight. <laughs> it was not a great movie, but the fights... You know what? I love Beyonce and I love Dreamgirls. I thought her acting in it was amazing. But I didn't really love anything much about Obsessed other than whenever I, it comes on, I fast forward straight to the Absolutely. fight Absolutely. It was terrible. That was the thing. It's like I was excited to see the movie and I feel like the trailer was literally all the best moments and you waited an hour and a half watching the movie just to see the fight scene at the end. That fight scene was good. Other than when she's on the phone and she's like, you came into my house? 
There was like a few good moments along the film, but mostly it was just that very last scene. Also, I like yeah. Beyonce with red hair. I was just, you know, as you're talking, I was think, visualizing her in my mind. Like, I love that they change her hair to red. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad wig, but I'm like, I like this. That Beyonce was cute to me. It gave her a whole different vibe. Yeah, because you need to like take the Beyonce out of her. Yeah, like uh, to ha- try to have the audience forget that she's Beyonce while she's playing the character. Yeah, that was not a great movie. No, it was not. I mean. Yeah, she had some movies that were not so amazing, but I still love her. I still love her, though. I would love to see her in more movies. I feel like it's funny because watching her in her music videos, you have to be acting in these videos. And she does a pretty good job. So I'm like, why can it not translate to a movie? It's her voice. I've heard someone else say that before. Like, her voice, for some reason, doesn't do well in movies. It's I just like, too... I don't understand. Deep? Not that it's too deep, it's just too, like, I don't know, like, proper. Like, I feel like she's been media trained so much. Like, she talks very slow and, like, she just doesn't talk how most people talk, right? So it's kind of weird watching her on screen say words because it's like, we can't relate because we don't know people who talk like that. Only Beyonce (laughs) talks like that. There's a point. I remember someone was saying that um, Lion King wasn't bad because I loved Lion King. Just so y'all know. But someone was like, Lion King was weird because Beyonce's voice. And I'm like, what is her? Well, they're like, her talking voice doesn't do it for me. I'm like, I didn't get it. Like, what's wrong with her talking voice? But you make a point. It is slower, deeper. The cadence is definitely different from how we're talking to each other, each other right now. Yeah. She doesn't have that thing. It's like everything you, she's saying, it feels calculated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it just doesn't feel like in the moment. It just feels like she's kind of reading the words. She can act with her face, yeah. but she can't act with with her voice. Do you remember in high school when um, like World Star culture was so big? And oh, everyone I was would watching sit and street watch fights online? those fights for hours. Hours. That was so terrible. But it's entertaining, but it's just so terrible that people are like uploading people getting the shit kicked Knocked out of them out. for views. Well, you remember Sharkisha? Yes, I was just thinking of that name. Sharkisha, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so, I'm not, I don't want to laugh at that because Sharkisha was like a mess. She beat that girl up. I think that girl tried to commit suicide afterwards. I bet. Because the video came out and she was so embarrassed and everyone was making light of it. Like Sharkisha was like pounding her and this girl was not engaging. This is the thing. She was just standing there. You're literally being hurt so bad, and then you have the world laughing at you as if the beating wasn't enough. You have to enough. relive it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like PTSD. I could not. I no, could not deal I with it. I don't and think I'm I'd ever so be in a fascinated. physical fight. I'm always so fascinated about on how quick people take out their camera phones and record stuff. In the moment of something, I never think, "Oh, take your phone out, record it." I never think that. I know. Me too. I'm like. Maybe I'm just like slightly too old because I would never, Maybe. if something's happening in front of me, I'm like just watching it. I could never pull up my phone and I could never get to the camera fast enough to actually like, but I know. when I do, by the time I do, I like see something crazy happening on the street. I'm like, oh, I should Snapchat this because this like somebody else needs to see this. By the time I get to like the Snapchat open, it's, it's like the thing has already, it yeah. Yeah. It's it like no context work. anymore. I, yeah. Even when vlogging i can barely do that because i'm just living in the moment 
Yeah. When things happen, and even I was telling you this side note, uh, when racial things are happening and people take their phones out to record it, I'm like, that's great. I love that you're able to do that in the moment because in the moment, I'm just like trying to figure out how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even thinking how to take my phone out and go on Facebook Live. Yeah. And the thing is, it's really, it's really um, changed things. It has. Like now that people are seeing it on camera and seeing it for themselves, they need to see it from themselves to believe it, I guess. Um, it's really changing things. That's for sure. But that's that on Fight Club. Fight Club. Oh, that another iconic movie. Rule number one. Just don't talk about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to comment wherever you're listening to us on. We're on every platform you can think of. Until next time, bye.